welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And you got me, uh, I, I had a, a fun Thor nickname, but I can't remember what it is. So you got me, Berg. And we also are joined by Kyra. Welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me. I was going to try to make like a two, like two Thor, like a Thor 4 reference. It, it, it <laughs> it's okay. You, you, you can be forgiven. So today on this episode, we'll of course be discussing Thor Love and Thunder, which as we know, let's go to the tomatoes real quick for this. Uh, the tomato meter, 64%. Um, audience score, 77 So Eric deserved? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Uh, Kyra? 64 you said 64, right? 64 for, um, for critics. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a little generous, but sure. All right. Now, let's go to Ellie real quick. Now, Ellie, your question is this. Um, we're creating a D&D character. I just said that we were going to do Love and Thunder as a um, ploy. That's why Kyra's on. So we're creating your D&D character today on the episode. Nope. Oh, come on! I got I got everyone together. We're gonna do this. I got expert-level DMs because the best part, an expert-level DM, and the best part was when when Kyra's on Ellie Mouth, why? And I, and I was like, oh, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. So we are going to be creating Ellie's first D&D character today, whether she likes it or not. And the reason, of course, Kyra's here is she knows more about D&D than I do. Because, as Eric can attest, I may have messed up his character that he created for the game we play. Oh, nah, wow. He's just he's just got to switch out his, his one of his, <laughs> his little secondary weapons. It's all good. Way to go, Justin. But, well, of course, we help Ellie create her character. We can go over some of our characters and our experience in the world of D&D. So, sorry for the ploy, Ellie, but... Our... Don't you snore at me! <laughs> but... Did you say, don't you Thor at me? <laughs> she said, she started snoring. I started snoring. So, so anyways. Like, don't be so. Don't be yeah, so. That's so bad. Like, sore, but okay, I, I'll, I'll stop. Let's just do D&D, because that's right. what I'm clearly better at than fun. All right, so what we have in front of us today as an offering for Ellie to choose from as she. What are you even looking at on your phone? Rainbow High Dolls on Amazon. Anyways. We have, of course, the Player's Handbook, which, Ellie, if you uncover the Camouflage Bengals jersey right there, your handbook is actually under it, because I hid it there so that it would not tip you off on what we were doing. I planned this out. So we have the Player Handbook. Whoa, that was loud. Hey, you need Foley for this. Um, <laughs> we got Strixhaven, a Curriculum in Chaos, um, Mythos, uh, Mythical Odyssey of Theros, Xanthar's Guide to Everything, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, Guildmasters of Ravnica, and the and the Monsters of the Multiverse. So, Ellie, you have all this as well as the collective knowledge of two idiots and a DM expert in Kyra. Oh, God, please don't say I'm an expert. Just a DM so who's done DMing in Kyra. There we go. Co a competent... Oh. Ish. Also, also uh, saying that I am idiot level is giving me way too much. Uh, I, I figured with me and you combined, <laughs> we equal one moron in this. So say, combined, we come out to like you know we we're gonna we're gonna average each other. Out. It's gonna be like the three Stooges. Yes. You no, know, I, I tell Emily we share one brain. So maybe if you guys combine, you know, you have like half the brain cell. No, I'm just. It, it it gets down into fractions of fractions of fractions. So, with that note, Ellie, yeah. you are being put on the spot now. What kind of class would you want to create? What are you looking to create in this world? Because to, to set the scene for everyone why Ellie thinks it over or grabs the book and looks at it, which she is not doing. Um, so... What we're going to be doing is, yes, me and Eric are currently playing Curse of Strahd, which we will go over our characters for that at some point during this. But Ellie is not joining that because that is a meat grinder that hates everyone that gets involved in it. So she will not be joining that. What she is getting set Can up for... Can you explain to me why everyone hates get that gets involved in that? 
Oh, no, I mean, it's fine. It's just you, we've kind of built our characters metagame to where we're better adapt to handle vampires and the undead so okay. i don't i wouldn't well for me i eric i'm sure can explain for me i create a character that um does a lot of radiant damage and is basically built to better handle vampires whereas like before i just created just the character of whatever and they're dead now so um yeah, and the rest of our party, all of them are dead, except for one who survived, but they created a new character because what's the point of going on because it was not specially adapted for that. Yeah, Strahd's, Strahd's just, it's 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 not something... I thought if you played D&D &D and everyone died, the campaign was over. No, one of them was still alive. We, the way we met, the way you we... cheated. Anyways, the way we did it was we said, <laughs> okay. the, the adventures that we were playing as now were like, two days behind the other adventurers. Uh -huh. So they are caught up on all the knowledge they had to an extent, but didn't really get involved in any of the stuff. Um, and also Eric's character is, um, actually Eric, you can go over what, what your character is real quick. Why Ellie, um, goes over what class she wants. So we need to start at, at least what class she wants to go with or has an idea yeah. for so I'm I am Azar Firewall, the uh, the fire Genasi. Am I pronounced? Is that pronounced Genasi or how is that pronounced? I say I say Genasi. Okay, the fire Genasi artificer. Um, I I really did not know. I was gonna play him totally straight, and then I think it was Otter who said you should voice him like Cleveland from Family Guy, and that's when I was like, "Hi guys, it's me, Azar." Oh my and, god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh yeah that's that's what i did and i was kind of learning and stumbling around and uh i was like oh yeah it'd be great to have a what was it a light axe that gave me like negative yeah 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 <laughs> like, we gave me like negative attack at one point so it was like okay before and, and it turned out i joined their party because i'm from this town and i thought they were with the bad guys for like one second and then i realized that they were with uh what's his name rectavio yes rectavio who was in rectavio who, who was like the uh the uh, the circus the circus juggler guy who I knew from town <laughs> who, who, who didn't like to know that I knew him <laughs> and I was like oh boy now we're all best friends and I'm in my mind I'm kind of playing him like Zach Galifianakis uh, his character from The Hangover where like he's he's acting like he's best buds with all these other people um, so that that's that's my character right now uh, oh and also he uh, he found a an arm that was severed off and he. He put in some artificer uh, electrodes here and there and made that his uh, his homunculus named Jack Handy. I, I was about to say, I, I was thinking of, um, oh, Rick and Morty and calling it Armathy or whatever it is. Oh. But, but yeah, I, <laughs> right. I remember you, you did name it at the very end. You, 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 we were like, can, can you do this? And our DM just kind of shrugged and went, go for it. So, and, and then yeah, and then Rectavio came over and was very disgusted by it. I think everyone will be very disgusted by it for the most oh, part. Oh, it's gonna be fun. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be a good time. So, and actually, Kyra, have you ever played Curse of Strahd? Not yet. I got a Curse of Strahd revamped as a Christmas gift for my parents. So I'm hoping to do that when my current campaign. All right, all right. Um, as a as a recommendation, don't um, just just throwing that out there real quick. Uh, I mean, it's been fun. It's just one of those things to where it's like, don't put in a character you care about too much. Oh. So <laughs> put and, and also, I mean, every I, time. I, DM it, so, oh, I mean, I, I just be like, yeah, hey, whatever, guys, enjoy death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I there, there's there, there's something we I think nicknamed the murder house. So. Um, we all lived through that, but then died horribly in other ways later. Uh, Murder well, House. I ran Murder House as a one shot for my friends for Halloween. Ooh. I always I always forget that they're uh, they're separate. Like they can be that can be played separately. And I did it as a Girl Scout theme where a bunch of girls went to a haunted house, and the Shambling Mound at the bottom spoilers was actually just like a mound of cookies. Ooh, that's really fun. I'm trying to remember what we did for it's because we have been playing this campaign for like three years because we only yeah. play it like for like two or three hours every now and then. So it's one of those things where it's been going on forever. So that and that's the other reason we all created new characters was because we had stopped with um, I don't know, let's see, there was four of us, three of us were dead, one of us was alive. So at that point, it was like, what's the point in 
trying to oh no their their twin brother appeared or something <laughs> so so on that note ellie uh-huh. what class are you interested in playing as um well i guess you can break it down even more do you want to be more do you want to be a tank do you want to do you want to use magic and i'm, I'm just looking at the player's handbook because i know once you open it up to books it gets a little bit more intense that's when you can get into artificers you can get into way other things so you know i guess that just base you have a how you want to play Probably, um, I was leaning more towards magic. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, like, you know, you've got sorcerers, warlocks, wizards. You could go the healing magic route with cleric. You could do the holy warrior route with some magic paladin. Or you could be, you know, your eco-loving hippie with a dragon. Do any of those sound interesting to you? <laughs> I guess, oh, and I forgot the bard. I told Oh, yeah, they... Yeah, they kind Charisma of... Charisma everything. Yes. Um, also, she's creating this character for, like, doing one-shots and stuff like that, so we can just get her in. And we are also uh, boosting her level up to three when we do this campaign thing. So, so I guess she's also going to have to choose a subclass as well as her class. Or or get, get an idea for what she wants to do for that, so... Yeah, yeah. So, and you'd also have to pick a race. So, I guess, like, it starts with if you want, like, going with magic and then, you know... I think, well, technically, the handbook says you should pick your race before you pick me. I, I think you should pick your, personally, I think you should pick your class before you pick your race. Just because there I, are, I agree. There, there are benefits like picking, like, uh, I don't know, let me just do this off the top of my head. I'm sure you're going to be like, actually, that's wrong. Uh, picking um, a Goliath to do magic would be nonsensical i mean it would work but it wouldn't work well let's just leave it at that or he was he was the nerdy goliath that just from his family there was a good backstory there you never know yeah you you could and also i will i will talk about the character i made for these one shots that we'll be doing too which is like i think my going forward character when i do quote unquote serious campaigns so so ellie yeah what do you got What, what what are you thinking I have no idea. Well, pick up the book and look. I'm too tired. Uh, I gathered I, all this. <laughs> well, I think, I'm sorry, but it's a bad idea. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. I, I think you should roll as a tanky bard. Tanky bard? No, that, that's... No. I mean, you technically can't. <laughs> what are you doing? You can't I'm, say I'm, the wrong thing. I, I'm I'm totally I have like nothing to add to this, so I was just trying to make a, a very bad joke. I was like, wait, what? There was um, like a free frame in my head. I I don't know. I mean I the only book I started looking at yesterday was I was reading about the Strixhaven. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that would work to be like a student from Strixhaven. <laughs> Strixhaven has um like a campaign like a mini campaign built into it too but you can just take stuff from that and implement it into other stuff i know otter's gonna be our dm i was just saying they would care. be pretty young eh, it's whatever it there there's no rules about like what you can do with that you can have anyone from anywhere kind of just thrown together for stuff i mean uh for example with Strahd, the whole thing with that is like you're basically the way that we were told by RDM was like you are summoned to this area because he likes a challenge for people to come and try to face him. So, so, so it's like we could be from anywhere in the multiverse of worlds. So that's why we're he's our RDM is very lenient on what our characters like come from and everything with that. And I mean, most I mean, I'm guessing most DMs are because it's you're playing the character and they're just there to help try to kill you, I guess. Most of the time. No, they're there to <laughs> help move the story along. So, like, no. <laughs> okay, so I guess me asking this out loud, because I've always played, um, you hit stuff and it dies, characters. And I'm currently playing a monk who, in the Strahd campaign, so that's a little bit different because I have spell, like, vaguely have, I guess, key points and stuff. So it's a little different yep. for me to even have that. But, um... 
So what's the difference between sorcerer, warlock, and wizard? Okay, good question. Uh, well, let me and druid, I guess. You... Druid and cleric. Sure. I, I guess all those, because they all okay. use magic. So you... What is all the magic? Okay, all right. <laughs> what's all the magic? Let me get the book out. Let's try to flap it. So let's Ooh, start with Bard. Bard, think of... Bard is a musician. They use music to inspire, charm, persuade people. So they're definitely support because they have an ability where they can give inspiration to the other players, which can give them extra dice, hopefully moving things in their favor. Cleric, I'll use cleric and paladin in the same token. So cleric, think of a priest. Paladin, think of the soldier, the guy who goes on the crusade defending their god. So, so they, yeah. So in the realm of um, Vox Machina, if we would, real quick. Hello? It's like, what? Cut out. Oh, no, I was saying in, in the realm of Vox Machina. For uh, this. Yeah, Pike would be, yeah, Pike is a cleric. Yes. Uh, they didn't have a, oh, no, 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 Vax, Vax ended up multi-classing into Pike. Okay. Not currently in the animated series, but in the campaign, he then ended up multi Okay. Which I don't want to spoil. No, no, no problem. I'm just trying to relate it so, like, Ellie and Eric can be like, ah. Or the dear listener can be like, ah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a... Yeah. 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 So, so there's that. Um, continue. Let's put it that way. Uh, Druid, that's Keyleth in Vox Machina. So they are... They use the powers of nature. That's why I went with, like, eco-hippie hmm. sort of thing. They can... They get their powers, whether it's like from the moon, the sun, like plants, animals. They can uh, they can shape shift into different animals. They can plants, etc. So yeah, Keyleth would be one. If you're watching current campaign three of Critical Role, that would be Fern, played by Ashley. Jackson. I don't hmm. think they had. They didn't have a druid in. So uh, yeah, very. I, I have a joke that I'd love to play Eco Terror. <laughs> oh, no. um for for cross-reference to um eric for our campaign otter is playing a druid and he used the call lightning thing so i instantly get that image from vox machina of when she mm -hmm. calls down the lightning onto the drag it does nothing but every time he's like call lightning i'm like aha that's what i imagine yeah exactly when you did it the other day it was it was it was very cool because he uh he finished off i think what didn't he wasn't he the one who finished off the last of those he those minions? he did a lot while standing back and doing nothing like he, he was <laughs> he while while like my character was getting the living snot beaten out of him he was standing back taking no damage calling down lightning every other like every turn onto something around him or around us because he was way far away from the yeah, from he was the off on the side yeah yeah d d definitely Definitely not in the in the thick of it. So, um, I guess go ahead and continue on, Kyra. Sure. So the last three would be sorcerer, wizard. So I'll start with wizard and sorcerer, and that just comes into we'll ignore the Harry Potter because by Harry Potter standards, it shouldn't be you're a wizard, be a sorcerer, Harry, because in D and D five e, if you're a sorcerer, your power is you're born into your power. You can control it almost on an intuitive level, whereas a wizard in uh, in 5e, it is more, this is something that's learned. It's Knowledge is accumulated over time. If you want to go into technical things, this comes down to how they cast their spells. Uh, wizards cast theirs from intelligence, and sorcerers use charisma as their spell casting modifiers. That is definitely a lot more nitty-gritty, so I didn't want to go in too much detail with that but it's it's kind of just based on yeah how did you come into your magic were you born into it or did you have to go to school to learn um and, oh, sorry yeah, go ahead. no I was, gonna, I was gonna say interesting fun thing i'm currently reading audiobooking whatever uh terry pratchett's Discworld, which has like 40 some books in it, it mm -hmm. oh my god it, it, but but there's like a lot of them that are either one shots oh, where it's okay. just like it because it's basically the disc world is a world that exists. All the books are stories that take place on it. Okay. There's stuff that's interconnected, but you don't. I, I read Going Postal as the first book and um, 
it's that takes place way later but there's elements from that that exist in the other books the reason i'm bringing this up is because i'm actually following the wizard or rincewind storyline who is a wizard that doesn't do any magic and um i did the first because he's like the start the series starts with him and there's two books and there's elements of DD because it said that the gods keep rolling dice when they're messing with mortals and stuff so it's kind of quote-unquote element in that but um the third book in the rincewind series which is like the fifth book overall or so it's, it gets very confusing so um it's called sorcery and there's actually a sorcerer born and it's been the first sor sorcerer born in like thousands of years and it is pointed out that sorcerers just naturally have magic whereas wizards must learn it so that's something where I'm like, I wonder how that works in D&D. &D. And apparently that's exactly how it works in D&D. &D. So <laughs> the more you know. Um, no, it's, it, I mean. D Insert and, rainbow yes. in shooting star. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually playing a wizard. Like I never mentioned it. I'm playing a the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden campaign that my And I am playing it kind of sorcerer light. Like mm -hmm. she that was born innately with the magic, but she doesn't know how to roll oh. it. So she has to learn, like, wizard, like, and that's where being the wizard comes in. She has to learn how to do it because it just keeps, like, if not, it's just going to keep running. On. And ooh, one other thing about sorcerers versus wizards, it's about, uh, when it comes down to spells that you learn, sorcerers basically kind of cap out a certain amount of spells. They have, like, a set number. Wizards can essentially learn nonstop because that's how they do things. They learn, so... You have less, uh, you might not learn, you know, every level, it's, so to speak, but you could, you could learn a bunch of spells, like, upwards to 40, 45. And you can only select so many spells to use per day right. or something? Yeah, you can only, you'd have to, uh, oh my gosh, the word for this, and it's too early, it is, you know, having, you can ready a spell, that's what ah, it is. You okay. can, readying a spell versus learning it. So those are two very different things. That gets into more technical stuff. And then the last one is wizard. So, or sorry, warlock. Bleh, the last one is warlock. So this one, you wield magic, but it is because you made a bargain with a patron. So that's how you get your magic. And it's from someone or something bestowing gifts. Whether it's a demon, whether it's an angel, or in a, a friend of my, a friend of mine when we did our campaign, Hers was a demon from hell that she named Daddy. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, every time she prayed to her patron, she'd be like, hey, Daddy. Um, you're not doing that, by the way. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. <laughs> so a warlock would be like, oh, my gosh, why am I forgetting her name from D&D? &D? I mean, from um, Vox Machina, the, the evil woman, the, the, the bad one. Why am I not remembering her name? Oh, Delilah. Delilah. Delilah, yeah, she, I think she is a warlock, but she's also a necromancer, and necromancies are just wizards, so I think, yeah. I don't know if they went super, I think technically she's a wizard, but I think something gave her, like, she, no, I think, no, she is a wizard, because she learned the stuff, oh, she okay. made a bargain with a demon to bring her husband back. Oh, okay, okay, that, okay, there we go, because yeah. I was like, wait a second, so how, Okay, I, I got a question I'm going to ask out loud. Just And I mean, I know we're treading vaguely on spoilers in Box Machina. I know it's not where we brought you here, but it's very interconnected with this. What's Percy? He is, oh, that's a good question. He is a homebrew item called a gunslinger. Okay. So if you would like that loadout, you'd have to be, what is it? It's specifically their uh, spell, Explorer's Guide to the World Mount. Okay. I think so that's how you get that. And... That was originally built up for they converted it to 5e. Matthew Mercer had to essentially homebrew items to incorporate guns into the world. So, yeah. All right, I was just wondering because that that that's been something I was like I was like I I think it's something that's like its own creation, but in case I'm just not, I was like maybe it's an artificer since that has elements of that. I guess I I don't know. Anyways, going back to you, Ellie. Which one of those sounds interesting to you? If I were to hazard a guess, in my knowledge of knowing you for 
as long as I have. I'd say you'd be more along the lines of either sorcerer or wizard, but I also know that you have your delusions of grandeur, so I can also see you being like, I'm going to be a warlock and, and like, praise to some demon god thing. I mean, they all sound cool. So. They, they, they do. Yeah. For you. For me, it's like, but I want to hit things. Yeah, you're more tank. I'm not. I, I mean, I usually, when I play role-playing games on the computer or the PlayStation, I usually go more of either support or of like a rogue type. So, there is a rogue class, but yeah. Nick's magic. Um, For, to the best of my knowledge. Um, um, I mean, none of this is set in stone. I'm just trying to get you to commit to ideas. I would say probably for my first campaign and being a little, like, nervous about stuff, I'd probably go more support than I would, like, being the one that's, like, trying to do a lot of the damage. Well, I was about to say, if we go for my character... That character is damage. <laughs> well, I know, I'm just saying, I think for me personally, I'd probably rather start out as a support character until I'm more knowledgeable of, like, spells and, like, what, what I have to do and what I have to learn and, the you know, the preparing them versus being able to just do them and all that stuff. I don't think I'd want to start out with that kind of character first off. All right. So, yes. on that note, turning back over to Kyra... What, what, okay, so, so what would she, with, with that knowledge now? Yeah, oh god, I sound like I'm like a buzz quiz. Like, oh, pick this, your best, and this would be your best loadout. Since it's just one shot, I, I guess my next question for you, Ellie, would be, do you plan on going to every one shot, or is it just kind of you? Um, our friend Otter, who's going to be running it, has a few one shots. I have several books, however, that have, like, Older quests that have been redone, like the Yawning Portal, um, what's the other, Candle, Candlelight or Candlestick oh, Mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have stuff like that that's more, quote-unquote, not a big campaign. But that's, I mean, just, I just wanted to get some stuff to do easier. Because, I mean, doing something like Strahd is like a year of your life. Where <laughs> where these are right, going to be right. like a month or so. Right. Well, my question is more just in terms of participation. How often do you see yourself jumping into a one shot? Because uh, I know one-shots are literally one-shots, but how often do you, Ellie, see yourself in? I think that for her, this would just be just her first character. I'm sorry, I'm speaking for you. You're, you're right here. Go ahead. Um, well, <laughs> because I'm the one that takes care of the children. I don't see why that's relevant <laughs> to this, but go on. I never um, said we can't have the D&D &D <laughs> game here. I was going to say, I probably have less time than you do, Justin, to um, Who? hit you. Oh. I said Justin. I know, it's weird. Um, I don't know. How often do you guys normally get together once a week? We do it once a week for that. It For us doing those one-shots with Otter, it'd probably be like once every two weeks, maybe. I mean, I can see me being able to do that. Yeah, that, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Um, by the I mean, way, Eric, I, I have no clue if you want to join in that or not, so I'm not, I was not inviting just, you. I was just about to say, if you need more party members, you know you got me. I, I know. I was I was just going to be like, I mean, this is just something, because I'm like, tossing Ellie into Strahd, I feel, is like a bad move. Because one, the scheduling for it would be a nightmare for us, and two, I don't think that's the best. No offense, Eric, that is not the best experience to have to begin with. And plus, we got that would be a terrible thing for your first like big multi. <laughs> not one. Not I would play cool, for twenty yeah. minutes and die already. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was rolling a new character last week during the battle. I was just sitting there rolling a new character out of just. Eh, let me just figure out something to do. So, um. <laughs> So no, so so based for, off of my luck from when we do the the, um, the Halloween yes uh, cereal by the way so um, so Kyra get get ready to bring a, sp a spoon and a bowl for that later I guess yes, in 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 October so, well we're okay, almost yeah. there I know it's so close I, I really it, should it work on that days away <laughs> <laughs> well okay going back to uh, your availability Ellie I think. It just in the event that you weren't able to attend a one-shot sort of thing, I would avoid being a cleric because it's always good to have a healer kind of handy 
whenever, like always. So I'd say avoid a cleric. I'd say if you just kind of want to have fun and just really be support, I'd say go with the forward because wizard and sorcerer, they do still have to, you know, they're still semi-offensive. They're just squishy, as I like to say, because they're, <laughs> their hit points are kind of low. So okay. I, my biggest recommendation would be a, their charisma is great. You just kind of stay in the back and you just say, here, I'm going to give you inspiration. Here's more dice. Go forth and, and oh. hit stuff. Also, with your obsession with, I know what you're going to name your first character already. And, I mean, it fits if you're some dancer, singer extraordinaire <laughs> as a bard. Because, um, Ellie, would you like to tell everyone what you're going to name your character? Because I already, I, you, you haven't discussed this. Doesn't matter what you choose. I know what it's going to be named to begin with. Go ahead. That's not true. I, I do name most of my role-playing characters that character's name, but it's Charisma with two R's and two S's. But not where you think. <laughs> there, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's yeah. a reference for anyone who's caught up on She-Hulk. Oh, no, I haven't started it. Er Eric, Eric, Eric got it. I got you. <laughs> so, um, all right, so Bard, then. Does, does that sound appealing to you? Yeah. All right, now the, the, the more tricky one. What race are you going to go with? Oh, I have no this. Idea. This is where the pile of books I have in front of me come in handy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's almost too much for me to try to... Well, you're doing it, so let's get into it. Um... Well, you can always start with just player handbook. It's always, <laughs> there's always less. Okay, so with the player handbook, what you have to choose from is dwarf, elf, halfling, human, dragonborn, gnome, half-elf, half-orc, or tiefling, 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 tiefling. There we go. So, uh, actually, better question. What would be the race to go with as a bard? What uh, would be, hmm? I'd say a half elf. Half elf. Ellie's nodding. I which, like elves. You like elves. Yes. All right. So, so do we maybe have something vaguely locked in? Possibly. Yes. All right. Um. So I'm gonna go over real quick the character I'm looking to run, and this is like my going forward. Like our friend. Where is he? he he's sitting right there. Oh, okay. I, was I like, mean, I didn't see him. Okay. I mean, look, look at how that turned out though. So far, I need to. I think I need to get a darker orange. Well, see where okay. I'm I'm holding up a like yeah seven inch figure that um <laughs> Otter three D printed me, and I've started painting it like a first coat, and I think like the chest like right through there on him, I'm gonna have white while the rest of it's gonna be orange. Oh, okay. With the stripes. So the character I'm creating for this, which is like my going forward, hopefully like main character through more campaigns and stuff, is a. Um, male Leonin Barbarian. So, named Rygar Blackmane. Yay. Nice. I know. I, I, I really jumped out of the player handbook for this one to go to stuff like Theros and um, the Xanthar's Guide to Everything to... Because his subclass is... I'm trying to get exactly what it is because I have it pulled up in front of me. Sorry. Um, sorry, now I'm flipping through the. Hmm? Was it? Is it ancestral guardians? No, I have him. I'm having him be path of the storm herald. So I'm going that, and on top of that, um, not only am I doing that, but I'm doing the subclass of path of the storm herald for C. So I am. I've literally made a thundercat. That's amazing. Yes, I and it was funny because I, I was thinking about this while I was at work. And I was like typing up stuff on my phone for it during break. And I walked off and I'm like, oh man, that, that's a pretty good combination. Literally sitting there later on at work and just had this epiphany going, I made a Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, I am the nerdiest person I work with. So um, nobody, I was like, oh man, I just did a thing for my D&D &D character. And everyone's like, oh. So, um, so yes, and I already actually, fun thing, I've already rolled my character as well, and um, 
our DM for this said, you're going to take one of those roles down because one, you're way too tanky and you've played this enough. So you've, you've been able to, so he, he did take one of my roles down to a nine, but, um, I, I think Kyra will be impressed with this. So hopefully she will, um, strength 19 dex. Now my, mind you, they're already level three. So, so oh, we're wow. okay. Okay. Strength, 19. Dexterity, 16. Constitution, 19. Intelligence, 9. So technically I got a negative on that. Wisdom, 11. And Charisma, 13. That's really good. I know. I know. What is it, like plus 6? Plus 5? Strength and Constitution are plus 4. Dexterity is plus 3. Charisma is plus 1. And Intelligence is negative 1. And wisdom That's is okay. You know, it, it's it's fine because, like I said, since I've played a few times, I knew I'm like, well, intelligence isn't something I really need to pour into because this character is just seriously, I'm gonna go kill everything that stands in front of me. So, so fun. and then you can rage. Oh, that that's yeah, because because when you rage with the storm herald, like you make lightning around you, like like uh, a lightning storm simple. around you. So, oh, I'm so excited, but um. I'm painting him and playing him as a tiger-lion hybrid. So he has, like, the tiger stripes, but still has the black mane. So a liger? Liger. I I, I was going to originally have them named Ligar, but I felt that was way too on the nose. (laughs) Should have just named it Napoleon, then. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or, like, like Tater Top. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so, So that's the one I'm going for with this. Um, So... Half elf bard. Yeah, I I was half elf because they get along with everybody. Like kind of their backstory, they're used to getting along with everybody, finding common ground. They get along with elves, humans. Their like stereotype is that they're or go betweens. So I think that would be great because you're a very charisma based character. Yes. Um. Now. For I mean, we're not doing the roles today and everything, but what should she focus on putting her, like, what what's the hierarchy of what she should put her good, better roles into? Because the way we do it is we do the dice rolls for everything. I would say charisma would be your, you should, like, your biggest one should be charisma. Because mm-hmm. that's, that, that's what they do. They're, they're, oh yeah, here. First, charisma should be your highest ability score, followed by deck. There you go. There you go. And then I guess meta, I mean, just, sorry, not meta, figuring out what you want to do after that sort of thing. Um, I I would like to say this, maybe have something to where intelligence is there because uh, my character would not see anything that's not something he needs to kill that's in front of him. So he's not helpful in any way, shape, or form in anything but battle. So, like, if we're <laughs> investigating something, he will literally be like, we're in a room. And that's it. Like, he wouldn't notice anything else, I think, at all. So, so yeah. Um, on that note, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that, that, that we got at least this far figured out. Um, Eric, I'm, I'm going to give the floor to you since you are our second newest in the realm of D&D. How did you enjoy um, your... Because we only did a big battle with um, uh, Vampire Spawn, and that took up our entire... Thing. So, what did you think of of your experience with the with the world of D anD D through that I, that realm? I, I I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I I was still, and I still will be probably for the next few sessions, really trying to to still wrap my head around it. And I know that the next one seems like it's going to be more like story investigation, meeting meeting things. But uh, I I really liked it. Um, it's a lot of fun. I um, actually like prior to that, I had been consulting with Kyra about creating my character and getting advice from her which is why you were like kyra put you up to this didn't you yeah the uh, second you're like i want to be an artificer i'm like Ugh. <laughs> um and then i got and then i was like when i got done i was like i kept thinking about it and then like i was i texted kyra and was like this is this is a lot of fun and like all week long i've been because you were able to find the the handbook mm. very inexpensively for me so yes. i appreciate that so i've been uh, i've been browsing that like that's been my like going to bed reading um, just kind of browsing through that, and I'm also like going through like I need to get some more dice, and 
I'm like, oh my gosh, it's only like like this morning I woke up and I was thinking when I saw all this going on, I was like, it's gonna be something D and D related. And then I was like, oh my gosh, two days we get to get, we get to play some more. Yes, so I'm excited. I'm really loving it, and uh, I cannot wait uh, to play to play some more. So, um, so as for my unimpressive character, I created as the meat meat puppet that I am currently playing as in Curse of Strahd. Um, my new character is Wu of the Tang Clan. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um stop. Uh before uh, cuz Eric wasn't around for this part but when he was originally introduced he didn't speak and I also had the highest charisma out of everybody so it was great because the way he communicated was he'd pull out like little business cards with what he was saying written on them. You wouldn't see him write them, he just pull them out of his sleeve. And um so but he took a vow of silence until he murdered some unholy spawn so once we killed something very early on i allowed him to talk after that because it was really hard to do a lot of the stuff by just flashing a card out real quick so so there's that but um but yeah i did him as um one of the oh man i'm blanking on what it is but it's basically a dragon ball z character because they can shoot it he can shoot ener- radiant energy out so yeah and um I'm 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 waiting for his untimely death that could come at any moment. But I since I have high at least vaguely high charisma, I am attempting to seduce Strahd every time we run into him. So you you didn't you actually get a really high roll? I don't know. That's that's the thing. Our DM won't tell me if it's good or not. He'll just respond to it. So I'm like I remember I remember what like as Strahd was leaving, you you like wanted to do you rolled for it. And I swear it was like really high, but yeah. Strahd still he he like kind of was like. I can't remember what he said, but I, I'm pretty sure you got like a really, really high. Because I, I made an acrobatics check to do like a flip and land in front of him and present That's myself right. to him. So I, I, I rolled for the acrobatics and nailed that, and then rolled to impress him. And then while I was impressing him, Otter struck him with lightning again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I, I. A lot of people will be like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I played Curse of Strahd. We, we defeated him." I'm gonna be like. We play Curse of Strahd, and I seduced him. So that's my goal in this campaign. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's that's a look. At, uh, but by the way, for anyone listening who's wondering, and I think you may have gathered this now, I don't think we've ever played a serious game of D&D to where it's like 100%. We're going to play this serious. We're going to be heroes. It's We're going to play this as serious as we need to. Oh, someone rolled a one. They tripped over themselves and fell down. So... So yeah. I just decided my players waterboarded an NPC last game, so. Um. And it, not even <laughs> seriously. They were just like, this. The guy was not a, like they were trying to get information, and the NPC notes just said he won't answer any questions and he won't go down without a fight. So they were like, great, popped his arm off and waterboarded him, and he still talk. And I'm like, oh god, okay, I just have a little group of murder hobos. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, it's all fun. Uh, one of the things. I, I, oh, go I ahead. I like in the one shot uh, that you did with me, Kyra. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> so, if you have young children, you might want to you might want to like skip ahead by like a minute or two. So, uh, so back uh, in the spring, Kyra did a one shot with me, and it was it was uh, her uh, DMing, and then Emily, her co-host on on uh, stuff I didn't write my dissertation on, and I were the were the players. And we were in a dungeon, and there was a door we had to go through, and the doorknob was a butt plug. And <laughs> so I was like, "How am I gonna open this?" You have to say it was a poop themed campaign. You can't just be like, "Oh, there was a." Butt oh yes, plug. That, yes, yes, yes. It was a poop themed campaign. Oh, it was God. a plumber. I was a barbarian who was a plumber named Clogar, and um, I was in a sewer underneath of a uh, big mansion. And they, there was a cult trying to raise a an entity known as Turd the Third, uh, who in my God, mind I'm thinking of the great it. and mighty Pooh yep. who conquers back yep. first, yep. and yep. going oh. So anyway, uh, at one point there is a, a door to to proceed through the sewer dungeon, and there it's shaped like a butt. She's describing it, and then she was like, "All right, it's 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 oblong. It's this, it's this," and she's like, "It's a butt plug." I was like, how do you open it? So I, I rolled and I was my character backed in, inserted himself, and then the other character picked him up and turned him. And that opened the door. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then after we finished the, camp, the, the campaign, 
uh, Kyra was going over notes and she said, uh, that doorknob, I, it's just a regular doorknob. If you had just touched it and turned it, it would have opened. But yep. I picked the much more entertaining uh, method of opening that door. Yes. So this is stuff you get to look forward to in D&D is creative solutions to very mundane problems. <laughs> so, um, also, if, 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 if any DM's worth their salt, they will be like, roll for it. So, and I know Otter is very much like, well, roll for it. Also, a uh, fun thing, I don't, I, I've only had like three DM's in my, no, four DM's, and two of them have been very cool about stuff, two more of them have been kind of mediocre. So, um, by the way, for for Eric, neither the neither the mediocre ones we associate with anymore. So you're good. The That's the the two that do well are Charles and Otter. Um, they do the like like when you're doing an attack or something on a character, they'll 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 stop afterwards and be like, "Walk me through what you do," which which normally means you're you're killing the ca- they 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 give you that finishing move moment thing. Which Ellie, if you and because Ellie does want to eventually DM. So, yeah, Ellie, so if I you, think that would be more fun for me. So, Ellie, if you are taking notes, that is definitely something that is A plus in my book <laughs> of giving of giving people that finishing move, yes. like icon appears over them moment. Yes. Which I think Sorry, I have to, I'm sorry. I think you had one of those moments at the last game, Eric. Did you? Yes. Yeah, you, you had I, a walk me through it. Yes, I did. What was the I yeah I can't remember what it was but I did have the walkthrough moment yes yes so so that's just something we enjoy doing for that or or at least the the two DMs I've had that I really enjoy have done that understand that why that would be fun yeah because it's it's something fun because I mean yeah. normally the the other DMs would be like oh well if you want to do that you have to do some extra rolling to make sure that you're able to. To have those wow, the, 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 the voice is I, like really... The, 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 I have no offense to people who play D&D, but that voice does come from somebody who I did play with at one point. <laughs> so, uh, anyways. Hope um, he's not listening to this podcast. They won't know it's them. Okay. So, on that note, um, Kyra, I'd like to thank you for, um, for joining us to help Ellie... Get started, because I'm like, I, I I, have been bugging her and bugging her, and she will attest to this. It's been like, I, I have laid books in front of her and been like, just pick something. So, um, so this is something that I think has gotten her at least down the right path to at least start to create a character and do all that stuff so that we can maybe have a game that we might talk about on the podcast. Uh, Every thanks now and then. for having me, and you know. And hey, Ellie, you know, don't let don't let Justin bully you into how you should build out your character. You do it how, how you want to do it, whether that's letting him let his intel run down, and you know, he eats the thing that looks safe. You know, that's fun. <laughs> I'm excited for y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Um, awesome, Eric. I, I guess vaguely start coming up with something because I'm I'm 100 sure Otter and Vanessa would not mind you joining because they're we're, we're we're running it with them just as something else to do, and I'm sure that would be perfectly fine. I'll them. start thinking. I was, I was if it's just if it's just you four, that's fine. But if uh, if there is if there is time, if there is room for one more, I'm happy to join. Well, I was gonna say this. Um, as a side note. Don't do another artificer. It seems beyond oh, confusing. Not, it, it, you know what? It's one of those things where, like, I feel like I am starting off a little higher. But you know what? I'm enjoying it because I feel like I am starting to get the hang of it, and it's gonna, it's gonna work out a lot more as I'm playing. I'm gonna get it. So then, when I'm creating my next character or another character in another campaign, it's gonna be a lot easier, and uh, I think I'll be able to, to, uh, to kind of have some. It's sort of like when I have the the, big, the bigger knowledge of it, I'll be able to kind of go down to the some some more simpler things and be like, oh yeah, that's pretty easy. So when you when you said I'm going to play an artificer, like my first thought was just like, are, are you sure? <laughs> like, like okay, but I mean, hey, someone who's never even looked at D and D ever in his life is playing as an artificer in my campaign, and you know, uh, God, this is no, I, I'm not going to talk. Shit. there's my one for the day i'll just say you know what it's a learning experience yes there it we is go. <laughs> yes. that's the nicest way i'll put it yes my my me me finally getting to to creating rygar was 
all the missed and messed up opportunities leading me to, hey, I got a character that I think will work for a lot of campaigns and just my go-to like, oh, well, this is this is my character I've I've led through these, this campaign and this. So, whereas Wu of the Tang Clan is, I'm metagaming this and he's a meat body that will probably die soon. So, aw, uh, well. Anyways, once again, thank you, Kyra. Thank you, Eric. And thank you, Ellie, for finally making a decision on your D&D thing. So now when we go down to the Harry Potter Festival, we can um, maybe get you a little minifigure. Oh. So there you go. And a new set of dice. Ooh. Yes, new dice. Always fun. Um, on that note, uh, we'll be back next week with another nerdy, probably not D&D topic, but maybe we'll, we'll meet me and Eric. will give a quick, like, two-minute, like, what happened this week. Uh, rundown of our game so who knows anyways thanks again uh kyra where can people find more from you oh you can find me floating on the internet personal instagram at kyra s-e-e-g podcast instagram at stuff i didn't wait all right eric where can people find more from you you can find me at eric berg and at backlog berg and of course you can find zingness wherever you find great podcasts and uh, we'll be back next week with another nerdy topic i already said that so bye the show.